Hey everyone, and welcome to The Reform Way. I am Corey Smith, alongside Eric Connor and Peter Pohl. Each week, we will bring you interviews, insights, and share our knowledge of the fitness world. We'll look at topics both in and out of the gym through the lens of an exercise enthusiast, a CrossFit coach, and a gym owner. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date with our most current episodes. Hey guys, welcome into The Reform Way. I am Eric Connor here joined with Mr. Corey Smith. Hello. Hello, hello. And Mr. Peter Pohl. Eric, I don't like that introduction at all, but I will accept it today. <laughs> I thought I'd get right into it. Uh, people, I, I can only have so many adjectives for you, Peter, and people only listen so long. Exactly. Uh, so I felt like I would just kind of do them a service. Okay. So you're welcome, people. Uh, anyway, so uh, we are here with Reform Way. Today we are talking about the focus of mechanics, consistency, intensity. Some of you guys may have seen it up on our whiteboard or blackboard with neon markers at the top. Um, and many of you have been talked to about this kind of stuff before, but we're going to really dig deep into it, explain what it is, why it is, why it's so important and why you should really be focusing on it. Uh, Corey, would you like to give us a little breakdown of this? I would love to. Um, so mechanics, consistency, intensity, it's kind of like a continuum from kind of left to right. So mechanics is on the left, consistency in the middle, um, intensity on the Right? Yeah. Yep. There you go. Directions. I'm Nailed forgetting it. where they are. Oh, um, well, there's not a test on this. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone get out their pencils. Um, so mechanics is where it starts. It is the foundation. It is being able to do something correctly. So take an air squat, um, being able to do that in you know, its entirety well. Consistency is doing it over and over and over again. Intensity is then doing it either faster or with weight or anything like that that would make it more challenging. So when people come in for on-ramp, brand new people, the first thing we really talk about is kind of the concept of that, um, that today we're working on mechanics and then later we'll work on consistency and intensity. And, you know, it's, it's a way that we can coach people to make sure that they're safe. And once they kind of understand it, they can almost like coach themselves in the middle of a workout. If they kind of see some red flags of what it, what's happening, they can use this kind of model to kind of reel themselves in. If not, the coach will see it and he'll kind of reel them in as well. Um, so that's kind of the the broad concept of it, but there's kind of like different levels to each mm-hmm. one or each layer to it. Uh, yeah. They kind of go together. How many mechanics do you like teaching in the beginning? Uh, like movements? Yeah. Do you, like, is there like a set of 10 you want them to get relatively through? So there are, if you look at CrossFit as a whole, there's the nine foundational movements okay. that they say you should be able to, to do well to come into CrossFit. Um, we have more than that just because they're movements you'll see more often. Um, we, we go through movements like the squat, the push up, a lot of body weight stuff, but then things like deadlifting and squatting. So they have, they're familiar with it as well. Some of the Olympic lifts, um, not even movement. So, but also like stimulus, like yeah. lactic tolerance or intensities or strength or endurance and things like that. Um, so our on-ramp kind of has those layered in to where it's not just movement based. It's also experience based. Right. And that can be also mechanics, consistency and intensity as well. As a coach, what do you guys find is the most challenging for most new members, mechanic-wise, movements-wise? What are the one or two things that you guys find that mechanically that it's okay? This because either they're not used to it or body mm. issues. What do you? I already. I think I know the answer, but I'm I'm asking you for the. Audience. I would say an overhead position, being able to hold something overhead with like a barbell. Okay. Um, people tend to have tight shoulders these days. Right. Um, a lot of people that work on computers or type or anything, they kind of sit with their shoulders hunched forward. Um, they tend to have pretty tight shoulders. So it's definitely situational. Yeah. Like it's, it's a challenge to say for everyone. Corey's right. Like the, the thoracic, um, 
mm. mobility, flexibility, the upper back, the shoulders being able to pull back um, is difficult with regards to people in computers and just poor posture. So that really affects the overhead position and shoulders. Um, but it, it's kind of situational just depending on what the person's come from. Some people, I have a lady that I just trained this morning. Um, she's never, she's in her forties. She's never really done any fitness before. Right. And it's nice because we're starting from pretty much a clean slate. Um, as opposed to some people that may have done lots of movement before, but very poorly. And you have right. to retrain that and, and, or their flexibility is so tight that, that you can't really move them into certain positions. Sure. So obviously Olympic lifts are, I was going to say the snatch movement is like a golf swing. It is to me. I mean, I lifted a lot, not more traditional lifting, but when you start throwing that snatch in the very first couple of times, I'm still, it's still a very foreign movement to me. Yeah. You know, though, we, we actually teach the snatch before we teach the clean. Because really? it's a little bit easier concept for them to understand as the bar is below them and then it goes overhead. Okay. Um, the clean gets a little awkward because of the elbows and getting a good front rack position and everything. So it's actually a little bit easier for people oh, to learn it. Yeah, you don't Maybe not to, perfect it, yeah. but you don't have to stop it. the momentum of it. Right. I guess so it's, it's actually a little bit nicer, like you said. The um, Yeah, so we definitely save, like, for example, and we're just using the example of the, the on-ramp right now where mechanics, consistency, right. intensity moves way beyond that. Um, but in the on-ramp, we don't usually do that till the fourth, fifth, sixth day to an extent um because we have to set the foundation in so the first how long is an on-ramp because i didn't come in an on-ramp i came in as a flaky from another gym how long how long does an on-ramp program take it 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 is also situational depending on the person so when we sit down and talk to them we help uh kind of recommend from what they've had before what their comforts are uh how much they're looking into that their their budgeting all those kind of things but on average if someone's looking to go into classes right away it's usually five to six one-on-ones um and where we can build a foundation uh, some people do 10, some people do 20. Uh, well, I was held back in my other gym, Alex Rains. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to blame her, but I am. I'm not going to name any names, <laughs> but Alex, Alex Rains specifically. This, Alex, I blame you. You scarred me. She held me back. Good. I think she guess you wanted me in class because I'm so <laughs> That's got to be it. That's got to <laughs> be it. But because I wasn't, I think it was probably probably also because just they want to make sure I was getting more used to the new movements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so. and that's and so like when Corey was explaining that, you know, mechanics for a lot of people, um, when they come in, we talked to them in the beginning, Mechanics makes sense. They they also say like I want to learn the techniques, mm-hmm. and that's that's really what that is. Is it's learning the techniques, and like Corey said, then then doing it consistently is where the next step is, right? Because if you can do, like he used the example of a squat, a squat correctly where your knees are out, your hips are getting low enough, your heels are staying down, your back is staying flat, um, these basic components. Then if you can do that in a consistent level where you can do maybe ten in a row or fifteen in a row, not even super fast, but just doing them, mm-hmm. then we can figure out adding in the intensity, which is where the results truly, truly lie in the long term, right? We all know that have done this stuff before that as you start to add intensity, shorter rest time, higher repetitions, whatever it is to this, to your training realm, that, that it breeds a bigger challenge, but it also breeds better results. However, the biggest challenge to people seeing CrossFit, other intensities, uh, other things like that without foundational development may just see someone moving really fast and you're at a very heightened risk for injury, right? If your mechanics are not consistently done well. I always know from just someone working out that, and I see it in myself and other people, that when you have high intensity, unless you have correctly dialed in, let's say the specific weight, Mm -hmm. you have a tendency to start to fail on your mechanics somewhere towards the last third of a workout. If it's a real intense, even if it's something as simple as deadlifts, Mm -hmm. if it's, if people I've saw, and I see it in myself, saw that if you're, if you're doing high volume deadlifts in a given amount of time, you got to be really, and this takes you guys and probably someone who's been around enough to realize that to keep the intensity up, you may have to pull back 
Now, to keep your mechanics intensity up, you may have to pull back on your weights and stuff like that. Well, that's what I think a lot of people miss, that intensity isn't just going fast either. And it's not even in like a high rep workout. It Say we're doing a five by five back squat mm-hmm. and you put on too much weight and then you're not squatting too low because you're nervous that you can't get back up. That's too intense for you. Oh, okay. So that means take a little bit of weight off, ensure that you're getting a good range of motion to move safely. And then once you do that consistently is when you add the weight back to it. So So intensity doesn't necessarily mean high heart rate. Exactly. Okay. It's intensity of the movement, not necessarily speed. I mean, that's what people think of most and that's a big component, but it could also be weight based too. Sure. Yeah. There's also relative intensity with regards to where people are coming from. So a good example, someone who's, let's say they're a hundred pounds overweight and they haven't worked out in 20 years doing five squats and then a minute later five push-ups and a minute later five ring rows is can be intense oh yeah Uh, it's movement patterns that they haven't really utilized or done before so it is relative um, to the person but from what you're saying too as well is you have to gauge also like let's say you're a little bit more adapted like you are you have to gauge if you are doing something a weighted movement when you are breaking down right when the core is giving up when you need longer rest if that weight is too heavy where is that kind of threshold? Yeah. That's a difficult place to find. Because but, a lot of times you don't feel it in the beginning. No, you don't. You very I, rarely I, do. I think class would be a, a, a kettlebell swing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I see some, including myself, you get, you get a little heavy on that, and it gets, and especially if you have high volume mm-hmm. with lots of intensity, then you have a tendency to be all back, you know, mm-hmm. hips. And so you see, uh, See, and if people have this concept of mechanics consistency, consistency and intensity in their head, as soon as you feel your like hips swing forward and your heels come off the ground, that should be the red flag where you're like, you know what? My consistency's gone. Right. My intensity needs to go down. Um, it's the hard thing is telling yourself to stop. Sure. Because you, you want to keep going, right? right? And so that's kind of the challenge is where to, when the red flag goes up, do you stop or do you just try to keep going? And you should adjust, ideally. Um, something needs to change, whether you reel in the mechanics and you make it correct and you can keep that intensity or you reduce the intensity to do the mechanics, right? That's where coaching comes in because a lot of times, you know, the older you get, when you're young, you train your, you, you're really training kids when you coach a lot to, to push through mm-hmm. the pain, to push through it. But when you get to be older, you're pretty good at pushing through the pain, but your body starts to break Is down. it because you're always in pain? <laughs> I am. That's I just am. pushing through life for Peter. Well, through life. <laughs> I would have bet you and Nickel that even you two knuckleheads, when you first did sports, you know, you, that exhaustion level was something new feeling to you. And the yeah. coaches would have to go, okay, oh, yeah. you know, I'm going to have to, you know, we're going to have to work through that exhaustion. You're not going to die for this. But as you get older, the exhaustion <clears throat> that you now are strong enough to be a build yeah. up, you get that twinge in your back and go, I can work through this. Yeah. And that's the challenge too. Cause they even talk about there's the advanced version of, of kind of the mechanics, consistency, intensity, where they'd also talk about like threshold training where, you know, you don't want to always move perfect. It's not about being perfect every day. It's about doing it right. But like you need to sometimes learn where that line is. It doesn't mean riskier per se. It just means like, you got to dangle the carrot sometimes and learn how to kind of right. challenge yourself in some ways. And that's what makes you a little bit better. You're but towing the line of breaking down. Yeah. At times. And you need, that's where you can really learn where your potential limits are. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get a lot of results. But again, that can be a much riskier area for someone that's deconditioned, not trained to feel that, not knowing that. Or has a, a weak link in that specific. Right. Yeah. There back, be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone has a, a preconceived issue here right. or there. Um, 
Yeah, and, and yeah, that's definitely going to be a much, that's something you need to consider right. going into that. But yeah, and then if if you don't push the threshold, so like I was saying is you want to kind of dangle the carrot is, uh, talking about the person you said, if they came in and did like five ring rows, five squats, five push-ups, and that was super intense for them, if they did that for a year, it's going to get a lot easier, and then it's not intense anymore, so they're missing right. intensity, so then you up the intensity, and that's where the threshold stuff is, is you constantly try to gain a little bit, but not so much to where you're risking yourself. Or breaking down too hard that you're out for three or four days of right. exhaustion. And, well, that's the idea. Yeah, right. exactly. So you want to be able to, it's it's a fine line to learn where that is for each certain person. And it's each person paying attention to how their body reacts, how they're feeling currently on the day, how their workout is going. Uh, but again, that, that awareness you were talking about of when you notice you're really breaking down, when something's really falling apart, when it's really the smart time to take the weight down, when it's right. really the smart time to be like, hey, should I be doing less reps? Should my workout take this long? Whatever it is. Um I always ask that question, should this workout be taking this long? <laughs> Regardless. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, it's totally important. And it, and it's it's something that, like, it, we thought it was really important to also, like, just kind of discuss because being in, doing this stuff for a while, you can sometimes kind of just get used to what you're doing. But even just, like, for example, um, we have some people that maybe after years are still squatting at not an ideal place, but they might add weight to something. And we're like, guys let's really focus on a little bit more perfection of how we get these knees out more, how we get these hips a little bit more open or how we keep these heels down better um, so that you're not adding more weight to a back squat or going not nearly as low like Corey is Corey's example. Um, so that you're actually benefiting from this in the long term. Right. Right. It's funny though. I have a tendency to err on, on throttling back, but mm-hmm. part of me says, okay, you know, this is the day that I, like we were talking about yesterday's workout, that might've been a good day for me to say, okay, I'm going to switch this in my head. I'm going to do just the opposite of what I normally do. I'm not going to pace through this workout. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sprint the front end and fall off the back end just to see how I feel, yeah, which would be horrible. But that's definitely. But it wasn't time. an injury-based workout. I was pretty light. It wasn't like, I mean, it wasn't like doing that wasn't going to hurt me physically. It was just going to exhaust me mentally. It depends. And yeah. And that's, and it depends on which day you're, you're ready and willing to right. push that, you know, and talking to the coaches about that. And that, that, that's where you lean on us for, for those kind of things. You know? With the CPR paddles. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's probably a pretty good place to wrap this one up. So again, guys, just with the mechanics, consistency, intensity, focusing on techniques, uh, doing it well, and then adding the intensity. We don't want to do that backwards, uh, like we were all kind of explaining, because that's where it's a recipe for disaster. Um, taking the time, perfecting it, um, even when you've done it for years, is, is the way to really uh, succeed. It's a journey. It is. Thanks, guys. Thanks again for listening to The Reform Way. You can find us on our social media channels. Our Instagram is at CrossFit Reform. Our Facebook is CrossFit Reform. And you can listen to more of these podcasts on any of the major streaming services, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the major apps, and Buzzsprout.